Welcome to the Run Strong Podcast, episode 42. Rob Jones, have you cooled down yet? <laughs> Just stopped sweating. <laughs> wow, I'm so much browner though than I was this time last week. <laughs> There's, I've heard Tim brown, but also sunburn. I think it depends what light you're standing under. <laughs> We figured out the only place I didn't put sun cream on are the bits that were in the sun all day. Which bits was that? Your my arms. forearms. My forearms. I'm from below the knee to knee to ankle. Yeah, I just burnt where my whoop strap was. Ah, did you forget was... to put cream on that bit? Uh, no, I only put sun cream on my back and shoulders. But I didn't burn anywhere else somehow. Not sure That's how. People wondering what we're talking about, maybe. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we spent a day in the sun, more or less, on Friday. We did our uh, annual 50-50-50. We're going to do a separate podcast all about this on the Inner Fight show, and we're going to record that next week. So it'll probably be coming out next week. Um, the four of us are going to sit down and yeah. record a proper we show. We don't need to give all... We don't need... Yeah, again, in mate. effect, we can, we can wet people's, we can wet people's yes. appetite. Yes. Um, I think... Actually, the, one of the large questions I've had is, what was the nutrition like? So just to give background again, it was a 50K bike, a 50K run, and a 50K bike in, well, we started at 4.29 in the morning, meaning that we finished the run at around 11-ish and finished the final bike around 12.31. So we, we chose it tactically to be the hottest point in the day. That wasn't by accident. And uh, we normally do it as an into the darkness challenge, which starts at sundown. We decided this year, because of COVID, we couldn't do our normal one. We did it a little bit different. And we will do our normal one later in the year for our guys, for the team to do. Um, but this one, we just decided we'd keep to coaches only in case we had any other medical issues. We're okay putting ourselves in that much danger, but not other people. <laughs> and you know what? We kind of know ourselves well enough and we know each other that if somebody is, is truly ruined, we can read between the lines and yes. <laughs> get them support they need. I, yeah. mate, I was having a look at uh, my last three years of, of data just to do some comparisons on, on temperature for a start. So the last two years of Into the Darkness, the temperature range has been from 25 to 33 mm. and 24 to 32 the year before and this year it was 35 to 51 the final bike i've never experienced anything like it in my life so the only way i can sum it up was it was like being imagine being in the hottest sauna you've ever been in in a straight jacket and the doors locked yeah 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 there is no way out your hands are burnt from the bars like my hands are burning on my bars and touching the brake was like burning the skin of my fingers you're breathing in hot air so you're internally suffering from the heat and then your feet are swollen because you just ran 50k and obviously you've put bike shoes on and it's hot there's no there was not one single way of cooling off except dumping a liter of water over your head which if you well, in my case car, in my case 
<laughs> you pulled the water out of the yeah. car. In my case... Later, you were pouring hot water on your head. Yeah, in my case, it was using electrolytes to pour over my body, hoping that my skin would absorb it. I poured trainer mix all over myself by accident. But it yeah. was like a hot tea. It was incredible. I get it. Yeah. I mean, do you know what? I mean, an interesting fact to you, the first year that we did that Into the Darkness, I finished in eight hours and 50 minutes. And this year, obviously that was in the darkness, this year in the sunlight, eight hours, 52 minutes. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was interesting. What did we, we did the first bike together. We averaged 38, yeah. just under 38 Ks for that. So what was that, one hour? That took one hour and 19 it was. 19. Yeah, one hour nineteen. The run took me four hours fifty nine. I wanted five. Me five, five seventeen it was for me. And the final bike, we were I think one hour thirty five. You weren't far like off, six, were you? Six, I was. I checked, including stops. Um. So with like, because we had to stop three times. It was. Uh, I had to lie down and put my legs up. Um, just try and get my core temperature to get out of danger zone. <laughs> um, so a total moving time for me was 150. Well, moving time was 140, but with stops, it was 156. Mm. So I did six, 16 minutes sitting in the shade, which if I hadn't done that, I would have fallen off the bike and died. Yeah. We stopped a few times. We, we stopped once for everyone to cool off. Once, because Marcus's calves wouldn't stop cramping, and once because one of our support riders <laughs> blew up. <laughs> we cracked, cracked one of our support riders twice. Yeah, and luckily, I because like, you guys had gassed me on the run with about, well, we started separating at about 25K, didn't we? I wasn't gassing um, anyone, mate. I was gassing myself. <laughs> that was it. You just, I saw you were edging ahead and edging ahead, and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't stay. My heart rate was just going higher and higher and higher. So there's no point in me blowing up on the run. So I just nah. eased off again. But when, obviously, I paid the price for that later on, trying to get, like, when I got to the bike, it was like, oh, there's, there's nobody to pull me around. And then very, very generously, but I'm sure it was against her will, <laughs> but I was offered and instantly regretted it as soon as she started. She wanted to, mate. She was like, oh, yeah, I'll get a sick tan. She's got one of the worst sunburns I've ever seen. One of the worst. She had such a good aero position, but in that aero position, her whole back is exposed. It's like a, a hot plate. It's like the roof of a car. Just brown. Absolutely brutal. When we were going up the first part of the last bike, I was, I was almost, I was panicking a bit for myself, thinking I'm going to hit the deck very soon, but I was panicking for you, mate. Because I was like, if you've got to do this on your own, this must be one of the hardest things you'll ever face to do really i would i you know i'm gonna say that that first 15k bike ride yeah. is probably the most horrendous i've yeah. ever felt in any sporting endeavor i've <laughs> ever done I, I i agree i really agree we took off and our support riders went off at 40 k's an hour <laughs> and I, I was sat on the wheel and i was like I'm just going to go until that black tunnel comes in and I'm off on the side of the sand. And luckily, someone else cracked first. But I was 
I was like, there's no way this can continue at all. Luckily, it didn't. It went until 18 minutes, and then it had to stop. <laughs> and then I think once yeah. we had the tailwind, life was a bit easier, wasn't it? Once you cooled down. But that mm. first bit of headwind was crazy. But it was... Uh, all it took from... Go on. All it took for me to feel like I was literally at death's door to feeling on top of the world again was some cold water over my head and just yeah. sitting in the shade. Because what we hadn't really, well, we hadn't really envisaged this was coming straight off the run, quick change, and then straight out into the bike. So because you've been running in the sun for five hours, your core temperature is already through the roof, and then you hop on the bike into a hairdryer and bang. Yeah. It's just, it's just worse, isn't it? There's no respite. I actually, so I, I ran. From the run, I ran straight through like the line, the start line, straight to the changing rooms and got under the shower for like 15 seconds. Just fully, fully in all my kit. Fully dressed. To get cooled down and then got out and then tried to put the bike kit on. But it's so tight, the new bike kit. It took me ages. That was one of the hardest parts of the day was trying to get the bike kit back on. But there we go. It was good fun. I made the mistake. I put the... What did you do, mate? I put the uh, I put the put the the top on, the bike top on, put my helmet on. I forgot I hadn't put my bib shorts on yet, so I had to take it off again <laughs> to put the bib shorts on. To then for the oh, it was just like this is horrendous. Brilliant. Stupid X double XL I'm wearing as well. <laughs> Still skin tight. I need less less guns. Yeah. So there we are, Into the Light. We will do a full show on it and we we'll, might be able to release it on this platform as well. Um, I think we'll all mm. get together for that at the new gym. We're obviously still using Zoom, hence our delays. But um, the new gym is very close now. It's, it's so close. We're all going there. Just not open to public yet. That's how close it is. Yeah. Yes. We're actually, so, I'm, tra I'm training there this afternoon. That's how close it is. That's how close it is. Back to your socks club, is it, mate? Yes, it is. There you go. Back to get some uh, some strength work back in. Strength I in numbers. You ran this morning, didn't you? I just did a very, very light 10K. And the first two of that was, it felt, felt weird. Didn't like it. Then I loosened off a bit. Yeah, I rode two hours. And for the first hour, I just felt horrendously sick. And then uh, started to come around a little bit, maybe about 10 minutes. As soon as I thought I actually feel all right, I just felt sick again. <laughs> so I think we're going to take a while to recover from this. This is probably a question that people ask all the time. How long would you give yourself to recover from something like that? Given that maybe the effort wasn't that, the effort level maybe wasn't as high as it could have been. You know, it's not like a, an Olympic distance sprint or anything like that, it's it's a long event with lots of heat stress. What would you do, or what are you doing? Uh, I'm. I feel a little bit like uh, not. I wasn't sore that much, but mentally, mm -hmm. or I guess neurologically, I felt really drained from from this one. Similar to how I do after an Ironman. So, I took. I swam the next day to loosen up a bit which felt fine. Yesterday I took a rest day and today I'll, I rode two hours and I'll swim 
this afternoon, tomorrow, I am, I'm just looking at my schedule now. I'm running and then I have a bike in the afternoon. Wednesday, I'll bike and swim. Thursday, I'll run and bike. And then Friday's the training camp. So <laughs> maybe three days I've had off. <laughs> three days of easy and then, I, and then I'm back to it. So I'm just yeah. trying to really focus on getting recovered like neurologically. So I like sleeping a little bit more uh, the past few days and just hydrating like crazy. Yeah. Um, but when I, when my body starts to come around again, that's when I'll start to, to push again. I, I've my, obviously my coach has predicted that by Wednesday I can start to take some intensity on, which is probably about right for me. Like I do recover quite, quite well. I can handle a big training load, but mm -hmm. I think you've got to be aware what you've put your body through. So like my stomach's still not a hundred percent. My appetite is really weird. I don't want to eat something like I don't want to eat much. And then suddenly I, I really do. And then I start to eat and then I feel full really quick again. Uh, and I still think I'm trying to fully rehydrate. Like my balances are off for sure. So that's more what I'm needing to do recovery wise. Muscular and skeletomuscularly, uh, I'm fine. I've got no issues. What about you, yeah. mate? I didn't, I wasn't sore. I had no foot issues, no blisters, nothing like that. Obviously just super dehydrated. Yeah. So it took me, I'd say a good day and a half to catch up with that again until my pee wasn't a normal color until Saturday evening. And then, do you know what? I'd like exactly the same. I wasn't hungry. And then I was craving just really weird food. So actually, I'd, I'd planned nutritionally for the, for the event. I'd actually planned a lot more food than I ate. Um, just because of the heat, I didn't want it. And then because the intensity wasn't as high, I just, I don't think I used as much as I, as I planned for. I was just smashing the water all day. Yeah. And even so. then I, I'd stop peeing after 20K. I didn't pee since uh, since the start of the run. It was killing really? me. Yeah, my stomach was killing me. It's as if like no room for any more fluids. <laughs> anyway, we'll chat more about that in the podcast. Mm. Mate, you've got some other great news. Yes. Uh, from coming over from the UK, which coming I think from the UK. Amazing. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, so uh, 36 year old uh, Team GB Ultra Runner. Uh, her name is Carla. Molinaro has set the fastest female time running from very bottom of England to the very top of Scotland, so the length of the UK, from um, Land's End up to John O'Groats. 12 days, 30 minutes, and 14 seconds. So she shaved uh, 10 hours off the previous record. There you go. Wow. And for those of you that can't Ten figure hours. out... 10 hours off the record. Now, that is 1,398 kilometers. It worked out. So her strategy, <laughs> her strategy was to take the total distance and divide it by 12. And that was her goal. Um, so she was aiming for 116 kilometers a day. And yeah, that pretty much worked out well for her. She's doing 12 days and 30 minutes. Um, what she would do, she would 
she would run from 5 a.m. every day until 10 p.m. every day. And then she'd have a support car and a, a camper van that was a support car. And she'd sleep in the camper van where they stopped at 10 p.m. at night. And if there was a, a B&B within 10 minutes, she'd say, right, drive me to the B&B. Bang, they'd go to the B&B and then come back to where they stopped the previous night. So they put a little marker down with, a, I think, sort of removable paint on the floor. And then they come back to that point. Um, so she was sleeping, she said, from around 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. every morning. So five hours sleep, 12 days. And the rest of the time it was running, walking. Absolutely nuts. Nutrition, do you want to know what she was eating? Yeah. So her nutrition consisted of Cliff Bars, which we love. It's like an OT bar, isn't it? It has, you can get ones with chocolate chips, banana, dark chocolate, coffee. What's your favorite one? Did we talk about it the other day? White macadamia. I, I've got time for that. Yeah. You've got time for the white macadamia. Yeah. I get that when I'm in Chamonix actually quite a lot. Uh, I like so she had the Cliff Bars. Classic chocolate chip as well, just to say. Uh, OG. Yeah. Fair enough. Cliff Bars, cocktail sausages, cake, sandwiches, and yogurt. <laughs> the last one is what amazed me the most. Like the others, yogurt. like. It's like post office food, isn't it? And that's probably where she was stopping off a lot. But yogurt, like, what are you doing? I guess it's just something that you can swallow. You don't have to chew it. It's a bit different. Te- I was looking there thinking about the textures. Mm. So it's maybe just a change in texture. True, true. Cocktail sausages. I've never thought about that for uh, running nutrition. Yeah. Uh, nice yeah. though. Like savory. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Nice and small, like a good size. How many, yeah. here's a question for you. How many counties did she run through? Ooh, I don't know. You can, um, actually, you could get the lit, you, you could see her route on Strava. You can get it on Strava if you Google it. But we're not wow. visual anymore. We're not recording this on YouTube, so we can't show the listeners. It's good they can't see the horrendous haircut I have at the moment. <laughs> pretty bad but we won't talk about that that's for another day yeah i can't see it so we're all good it's it's uh i don't know what even color that is it's blonde mate strawberry blonde you look you look like an emoji so mate when you read something like that (laughs) does that motivate you or inspire you that you want to do similar it just it's yeah especially um like the reason that she wanted to do it, she decided she wanted to do it during lockdown. So she said, um, she read uh, Mimi Anderson's book, Beyond Impossible. Have you ever read that? No. Oh, it's really good. Um, and then she, she didn't think about it. And then lockdown, she thought, oh, I want to try something cool. She looked at some maps and just went, yeah, do you know what? That'll work. I'm going to do it. And then just worked at the distance, divided by 12, had a camper van and off she went. It's just, it Brilliant. seems so simplistic, but yeah. as well, do you know what I love about it? You know, it's, it's another story of there was no races to be done. So what did she do? She made a, her own challenge and just went and executed it. Yeah. Yeah. And put 10 hours on the last world record. I put 10 hours on the last record. That's, that's what I love the most is that it wasn't a race. It wasn't an event. She just sort of went out, did it and then broke the record. Yeah. Yeah. I like that as well. Really do. Good on her. So this episode, we actually have a guest on, um, mm. a small, 
small interview. Uh, we always ask listeners to write in, email in uh, any stories that they want to share. And this gentleman is called Amin, and he has written in to say he, he would like to share his story. And I'm not going to give it away too much. He's going to come on very soon and tell us to us or tell it to us himself. Um, but he was a busy professional by day and an aspiring writer and poet by night. And he has a very strong fat to fit story um, where he went, well, he lost around 30 kilos. Um, he's down, he went down from 110 kilos to 75. Um, and he did it all through, well, mainly all through running. And he's done um, Dubai Marathon. He's done New York Marathon. He's done some ultras. Uh, and I'll let him talk about the rest when he, he comes on very, very shortly. Um, and also, mate, you have recorded a story from one of your Start to Run um, clients who... Yes. Yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about that, mate, because uh, we're going to hear that as well on this show. Yeah, so it's just um, a short segment just from uh, one of our Start to Run clients called John. He, he was plagued by injuries and then COVID hits. He put on loads of weight and then he saw an advert for the Start to Run program, signed up, and he's basically done a, a switch 180 lost loads of weight and is now running further than he's ever run in his life amazing stuff so we're going to hear that first and then we're going to get into the interview with amin and hopefully the message of this podcast is to spread how much running can help you and we give you information on that we do lots of different shows we get on people who feel maybe are well beyond your reach of who you can aspire to be. However, these guys have walked the walk, they've talked the talk, and they're here to tell their story. And hopefully you can connect with it and it can resonate with you. And if you are struggling at the moment, struggling to get off that couch, you want to do that 5K or you want to step up to your first ultra, you can, you just need to start. And these guys will show you all about that. So here we go. First off is Rob Jones telling John's story from start to run. And then we have Amin on to tell us his story about going from fat to fit. So this is start to run stories. It's just an exciting little segment that we might put into the podcast every now and again. And the reason we want to do that is because we'd love to just showcase some of these start to run athletes. We show all of our one-to-one -one clients what they're up to on Instagram. We talk about them on social media. We talk about them on the podcast, but we haven't really shared enough of our Start to Run athletes. For those that don't know, the Start to Run program is our new four-week blocked program for new runners. It's designed for people who are brand new to running. Perhaps they've never run before. They want to get to a stage where they can be comfortable to run 5K, 10K, half marathons, maybe marathons. The sky's the limit, but perhaps they just don't know how to go about it. We've had plenty of guys come through the program. Some of them have done four weeks, some have done eight, and we've got some that are now even on to week 10, and they're running longer and further than they've ever done before. It's absolutely fantastic to see. So this week, we're going to read out one of those start to runners. Is that right? Yeah, start to runners. That's what I'm going to call him. His name is John. He has a fantastic story. And we're going to share that with you 
today. Let me just pull it up here. There it is. So this is in the words of John. A bit of background about myself. I'm originally from Egypt and I came to Dubai 15 years ago as a software engineer. I now work for IBM as a project manager. In a nutshell, I'm on my laptop all day long. I tend to work for late nights and junk food has a very special place in my heart. I still like being active and playing different kinds of sports, but in all my history, I struggled a lot with commitment. It was always difficult for me to sustain any fitness related activity for long periods. And I also suffered from repetitive injuries in my left knee, which has aggravated over time and accumulated a number of issues from torn ligaments, torn medial meniscus, torn lateral meniscus, you name it. Finally, I decided to fix my knee and had it operated on at the end of 2018. 2019 for me was the year of physio. I spent a lot of time doing knee rehab and um, I posted that I always wanted to get back to my original shape. I kept trying different activities, gym, high intensity interval training, kickboxing, football, but because I was not approaching it correctly, I ended up injuring myself multiple times and my unbalanced work lifestyle did not help either. Then Corona came along and played its role. When lockdown started, I was recovering from a grade two strain in my left hamstring which has significantly reduced my activities in the first two months of lockdown. In addition to staying at home, I was eating a lot of unhealthy food and ended up putting on an additional 5kg just during March and April. My weight was approaching 90 kilograms and I was already overweight before lockdown started. In the beginning of May, when, restriction, when restrictions started to ease, I decided to do something. So I went out for a jog. I was always inspired by Marcus and the entire Inner Fight crew. And I keep following you guys on Instagram. And I keep telling myself how amazing that Rob, Tom and Marcus, everything that they're doing. But I felt that you guys were in a different league of your own. Even the people you train and coach are super fit compared to an unhealthy, workaholic, 40-year-old man like me. It was very difficult for me to keep up momentum and I was not sure where to start from. I was super confused, super demotivated about my shape and super frustrated from my repetitive injuries, despite the fact that I've undergone the knee surgery and I hope that would solve my problem. By the end of May, I saw your post about the Start to Run program and I did not hesitate. I subscribed immediately and it didn't take me long or a lot of time to realize what I was doing wrong. I needed a transformation, meaning I had to approach my fitness issue in a more holistic way. It was not just the one hour I spend in my day trying to exercise, it was the other 23 hours before and after that make all the difference. The Start to Run program provided me with all that I was missing. It helped me in so many different dimensions, starting by realizing where I want to be, my nutrition, my mental focus, my motivation. It connected me with amazing people that share the same passion, it increased my knowledge about running and fitness, and more importantly, it provided me with the right structure and pace to start from scratch, which is pretty much where I was. At week one, when I started the Start to Run program, I was 88 kilograms. I could hardly jog for a few kilometers. I'd get out of breath from playing with my kids. At week four, I was able to complete my first five kilometer run in 39 minutes. To me, that was an amazing amount of progress from where I started. Now, after completing my first eight weeks of the program, I've got my personal best completing 5K in 29 minutes. 
and I completed my first ever 10K in one hour and 13. I'm now 79 kilos. Last time I was under 80 was nine years ago, and I don't have any fear of being injured. More importantly, I'm much more proud of myself. This is a long process and a bit of a journey to achieve my end goal, which is gonna be running a full marathon in January, 2021. But without the experience and knowledge of Rob, without the strong support system of my Start to Run buddies and the community around Inner Fight Endurance and the Thursday Coffee Runs, I would not have made it thus far. John. So there you go, folks. The Start to Run program is literally changing people's lives. And it's not just about the running. It is all about nutrition, mental focus, motivation, and everything that surrounds running. Yes, you can get out and do a one-hour run and come home, but what are you doing the other 23 hours of the day? I think John summed that up perfectly. So if this sounds like someone that you know, someone that we could help, if it sounds like you sitting at home just listening to this or driving at home in your car, you can apply for the Start to Run program anytime. Just drop me an email and we can have a chat and get you on board. Thanks for listening. Yeah, hi. Um, Hi, how are you guys? Uh, just, just, just a little brief about my fitness. I'm an Indian national residing in Riyadh for the past eight years. Uh, not much into fitness all my life, just playing uh, during college days on and off. Uh, the sedate life made me gain weight. And then, you know, I reached around 115 kilograms. Uh, that is of July 2017. Uh, it was a huge, and my sugar levels were almost close to six like on the borderline of, uh, you know, food habits and so on and so forth. But then again, uh, you know, uh, I, I tried uh, to motivate, my, like, uh, push myself to do different things. I'm basically a project manager by profession during the daytime and aspiring writer by night. So what happens is uh, the lifestyle becomes sedate. You don't find time for other things. You focus on specific things unless something hit you. Uh, I realized it, it was time for me, uh, you know, to change my lifestyle because I was supposed to have a family function, a big family function in 2018. So I had a one year time to reduce from 115 to a lesser weight. And I just reached 90 using a personal trainer because my diet wasn't good. I wasn't serious about it. And uh, then I would say the major impact happened, which was like, you know, huge emotional setback for me in 2018, which uh, from 90, again, I went to 115, 120. I had some emotional uh, setbacks in terms of families, in terms of professional life. And it was like, you know, a darkest depressive hole that anyone could get in, in terms, uh, when I see it uh, uh, in a general perspective. But uh, I tried to gym again once I came back from my vacation, but it didn't work out for me because, you know, when you lose interest in day-to-day uh, uh, in, in -day activities, the gym and other aspects will not help you out. Uh, then I thought, let me do some running. Uh, October 2018, I started uh, running. Uh, I remember my first kilometer was about 12 minutes. And it was like, you know, I said 12 minutes for one kilometer. I've seen some Instagram runners. I was not aware of you guys. and I just saw random Instagram runners running like, you know, six minute uh, kilometers, three minutes kilometer, four minutes kilometer. I was like, where am I? Is it just 12, 12 minutes a kilometer? I thought, let me give it a try. I tried and tried, tried probably, you know, uh, end of uh, October 2018, I ran 5K in about 50 minutes, 45. It was not a running, exactly. It's like uh, walking and stuff. And I thought, let me try some more. And I gave myself more time, more time, more time. I was about to do 10K. I did 7.5 and I used to stop. 
it was like if i do 1 meter more it will be end of me <laughs> and still i was like you know around 95 kilograms 98 kilograms i was like you know the psychologically the emotional depression was there because you know when sometimes when in life it happens when 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 you expect something from you know uh, the like when you come from uh, office from to your house you expect that you will have some kind of uh, you know uh, a chilled juice in your refrigerator and you don't find it there it's a little sad you know multiply that with 100 times 1000 times that kind of uh, you know depression was there in my life that time so you imagine that's a living example but i think you you can relate to that you know when you come home you couldn't find a juice so it, it's it's sad thing you get frustrated so multiply that with thousand uh, times so that kind of a, you know dark hole i was going through then i thought let me let, let me try more running let me do something let me put focus on myself because unless i push myself there is no one who's going to help me because i have tried personal training i've tried going to the gym i tried listening to motivational videos it's like you know you listen to motivational video and then the next hour you again go back to square one what happened is second uh, november 2018 uh, there's a group called riyadh road runners in in saudi arabia and riyadh and they had a 10k run organized here it's a mixed community and we had a 10k run on uh, every other week uh, i thought let me go and try run the 10k i had no prior coaching i did not know r about running it was just blank for me and i still remember the date second november it was a friday early morning 6:30 the run started non stop i finished my 10k it took me 75 minutes i did not walk i just slowly jogged 75 minutes non stop and i finished my 10k and i would say the next moment i called my wife she was in india that time i, I told her i think i saw the light today and uh, i i think I, i saw the light today and she wouldn't understand she wouldn't grasp it so what did you do i said i just ran 10k in 75 minutes which is a big thing for me because i did not stop i did not walk for a single minute i was continuously jogging my motion was as if running i know it's very slow but for a 95 kg person who has never run who has no idea about running i told my wife i saw the light i came back i browsed about marathons any local thing is there because i used to hear about marathons then it was dubai marathon 2019 i instantly booked it i just went online i paid the fee i booked dubai marathon 2019 and i told when my wife came back i told her uh, i'm going we're going to dubai in january because i'm going to run a marathon she said are you crazy 42 kilometers are, are you out of your mind you just ran 10k just uh, in your life for the first time that to in 75 minutes you will you take 10 hours to finish your 42 kilometers and she was like you know i'm i'm there i'll support you but are you really crazy are you out of your mind i said let me do something and i spoke to a couple of friends here and there fellow runners i told them how do i prepare i know just hardly two months for it they said there's just a basic plan i gathered some knowledge from uh, online internet and then i did my first marathon dubai uh, 2019 and it took me around five and a half hours or something but i was pretty happy because uh, i was trying to you know push myself my target was less than 6 hours and i did something in five and a half hours so it gave me uh, you know i would say it was a long lonely road after 20 kilometers for me i did around 25 kilometers in 3 hours the last 15 uh, kilometers took me like you know the whole time but then i realized uh, if i have to be out of something i have to push myself more nobody is going to take my hand and push me to go through those last 15 kilometers of dumai marathon was the longest and the loneliest time i've spent with myself i felt and that showed me the actual uh, reason that you know instead of ending your life or getting into depression or you know thinking like nothing can be done 
is just a fake. You have the ability as a human to push yourself forward, to bring yourself from the darkest hole anyone has ever been to. So that time it motivated me to, you know, start running. Then I started focusing on my healthy habits. I did a few nutrition courses for myself, did, uh, did a few personal training courses for myself just to enhance my own knowledge and learn about uh, uh, these things in general. And then uh, the rest I would say is history because I still, I, I would say I'm still a first grade student in running. I'm just in, you know, first class just to start running and learn more about uh, these things. And uh, then uh, I again uh, filled the form for New York Marathon after the Dubai one. I got selected for the New York Marathon 2019. I ran the New York Marathon last year. And uh, this year I ran, uh, there was the first Eco Trail Ultra, 45 kilometers in Saudi Arabia. I was lucky to be a part of the first edition of Eco Trail. And uh, I successfully completed the 45 kilometers around six hours, six hours, 30 minutes. It was the first ultra marathon for me, but it was really good. So, uh, so on and so forth, this is just a general gist of uh, what I've been doing uh, in terms of running and maintaining my fitness. Currently, I'm, I'm proud to be around 73, 74 kilograms. I am not concerned about the weight, but I'm maintaining this constant weight in spite of eating everything, in spite of working on my fitness and enjoying my life and you know, focusing on my writing because uh, I'm just applying for a book which will hopefully uh, launch uh, next year, inshallah. So these kind of things, are, you know, uh, I would say, like I said, running gives me a light, a green signal to push forward and you know, uh, do things that I always wanted to do. Why? How, okay, so you, before you started running, you tried personal training and yes. lots of stuff had had human involvement to try and help you lose that weight. Why do you think it was running that you stuck on and you kept going with? Uh, I would say self-care. We, we humans often, you know, we, we, uh, we look for options for that care for ourselves. We look for human connections that would uh, care for us, you know, pamper us, care for us, talk to us. We look for comfort food. We look for, uh, you know, our comfort zone. So I thought, you know, I've tried all this. Let me do self-care for my own self. Let me motivate myself. Let me push myself out of my comfort zone because I tried everything, you know, spending a lot on personal training, a lot on diet foods. You know, someone is helping me. Why not help myself? That's the, that's the thing I am trying to you know, tell my uh, friends across. And, uh, so you don't need anyone. Uh, people usually say, I'm, I'm not able to find motivation. I'm not able to find inspiration. This is basically inside you. Self-motivation, self-inspiration. If you find, if you make yourself that motivation, there is no stopping you. You need to push yourself to reach to a limit where, you know, you inspire people. Like, you know, I, I usually, uh, you know, tell the person in front of you in a marathon, get inspired by the person. And if someone is behind you, let them be inspired by you. Amazing. So, this is, so this, this is life, basically. You know, this is, this, this is the oral structure of life. You cannot find motivation all this. Even if you see, like, you know, if you see Muhammad Ali uh, boxing, you know, if you see Rocky movie, you know, after a couple of hours, that diminishes. Because you know, as a human, uh, I would say humans are weak. The only thing that you can make strong is self-motivation and self-care. Which will come when you think, if I motivate and self-care for myself, the overall surroundings will enhance and it will give a better impact to the people around me. Yeah, definitely. So did you, how much resistance did you have at the start when you began running? Did you, did you used to wake up and get, get up to run and not run? Or did you just say, I'm running today and, and off you went? 
Uh, so Riyadh is hot like just like Dubai, you know, and it, it's pretty hot, you know, especially in summers, you know, like these days, uh, I had to get up around 3, 3.30 in the morning because sun comes up 5, 5.30 and the moment at 6.30, you know, it's, it's too hot. The scorching sun is there and you cannot do anything. So I used to get up in the morning and there were many days when I used to just, you know, tying a shoelace with 95 kilos on your body used to become difficult, you know, just to bend and tie the shoelace. It's like, why am I doing this? I can sleep when Friday is a weekend, a holiday. My whole friends are uh, sleeping. My family is sleeping. The people I know around me, they are sleeping. None of my uh, friends, my colleague, my social circle, uh, none of them are in sports and activities. So it was like, why the hell I'm getting up? Why I'm taking this pain? Because I have to go and run outside for two hours. And I'm, I'm crazy. You know, many times it's happened, but I said, just let me step out of the home and rest, it will happen. So I used to go out with a plan for three hours, but still I used to do two hours. So I was satisfied at least I'm getting the two hours done. So my initial focus was don't go on the pace. Just go to spend time with yourself. Heuristically develop yourself, your mindset in order to that. Later on, the pace, the stamina, everything will follow you. Work on your consistency in doing a workout. Then eventually this will push you to become a better person. This will push you mentally to enhance the surroundings so that you can you start motivating people and their motivate their you know activities will motivate you indirectly. So this was the thing, you know, it happened many times. You know, I used to get up, you know, tying my lace shoes and sitting 15 minutes on my chair outside and just uh, looking at the, my time. Should I go out in half an hour? There will be sun up and should should I run in the hot sun? I'm a, what am I doing? I can sleep on a Friday and after Friday press, I can go and have a large big meal. Then I have to come back, take my protein shake, eat a good diet meal. Why am I doing this? But you know, there are days when we feel down, but then again, you know, I think uh, uh, the motivation to excel my mindset made me uh, push through this one. So lots of, um, lots of new runners and guys that are starting a new sport or maybe new to running, like I said, it's very, very hard for them to get started and they do suffer from bouts of low motivation. How did you overcome any periods of low motivation to keep yourself going? I had a basic target for myself uh, because uh, 2018 was one of the toughest years that I faced uh, emotionally, personally, and professional-wise, and you know, work-wise, family situations, and everything. So, uh, I uh, 2019 when I started running, the the first thing I was like, you know, uh, when I get up and look myself uh, in the mirror in the morning. I shouldn't look like a failure like I used to in the past couple of years. I, I shouldn't look like, you know, nothing is in my control. I wanted to control my time. I wanted to control because I feel once we have control on our time, everything will follow. And end of the day, because when, when I write, I write a journal for myself. And end of the day, when I think, what should I write? Should I write just that I got up in the morning, I spoke to a few friends, I went to a restaurant, I had, I watched a movie, I had good food, or should I write that I worked on myself? So I wanted to take out at least two to three hours in a day only for myself. That would make me happy. So people usually, you know, and uh, usually uh, submit themselves to the surroundings. You know, nobody is running, nobody is doing any physical activity, nobody is uh, doing any constructive or creative work. So why should I? I did not do this to uh, to be different. I had this is for my own sanity. And once we are get accountable to our own sanity, I believe everyone would start doing some of the other physical activity. Not exactly running, people have different interests. So if you become accountable to your sanity and if you love yourself, 
automatically your physical activities will uh, fall in line. I mean, how did it affect you from a professional standpoint with your writing as well as your project managing? Uh, uh, running helped me a lot uh, in being active in my professional life as well because you know the morning I used to get up I used to do my workout go to gym have a run outside go to gym do my resistance training come back have a nice breakfast the whole day in the uh, in the office because I am into client servicing and project management so it was boost I was having a moral boost of myself that you know I'm fresh my mind is fresh and physically and mentally I was feeling a lot fresh in terms of, you know, meeting people, writing my emails, you know, writing proposals and my, uh, and my work was, it was reflecting in my work. I could personally see it. And personally in writing, it opened up a new perspective for me, a whole new horizon for me to write a lot of stuff. You know, I write mostly poems and you know, quotes. So, you know, one quote that I usually, you know, uh, I learned through marathon is, you know, don't stress before the stress that will stress you to stress out reaches you. <laughs> this is one of my best quotes that I discovered during my trainings in early morning runs because you know we usually, you know, uh, next week there's a meeting. I don't know whether I'll get the client. Next week I have, you know, uh, I'm going to get into a new relation. I don't know what will happen. So this is, you know, a stress that's eventually going to come to you. But don't stress it before it reaches you. We humans, you know, I'll, I'll just repeat for you guys again. It's like, you know, don't yeah, stress stress that will stress you to stress out reaches you. So this is one of my favorite, you know, quotes. <laughs> you're already butchering that in your own head, mate. There's no way you'll remember that. I'm try I was about to try and write it down, but I'm going to have to listen back and do it again. Don't stress. <laughs> don't stress before the stress that's going to come and stress you. Don't stress before the stress that is going to stress you to stress out reaches you. I'm never getting that. So this is, you know, the, the, this, this kind of things pumped up in me. And this is one of the basic reminders that pushes me to go, go forward. Because, you know, uh, when you, you do all your training, especially if you, you guys experience, uh, you know, uh, so, so great martial art in, in, the, in the running field. So when you do your training, but what happens on a running day on an event happens on that day. You do your three months training, then the marathon comes, ultra marathon comes. You might not know what happened that day in spite of your perfect training. So I believe, why do I stress for that day? Just go and enjoy. Similarly, the life follows the same pattern. You do your hard work, you give you 100%, what happens, happens. At least there's a satisfactory content in yourself saying that I tried my best and the numbers speak. For example, I'm running 60 kilometers a week. I ran all these three months, 60 to 70 kilometers a week, 100 kilometers a week, preparing for a marathon. I know the numbers are there. Like three months, I ran around 800 kilometers, 250, 750 kilometers. I have given my hard work. I aimed for sub four, I got 430. It's okay. I know I have done, there's a depressive mode for it, but still you are satisfied that you have worked hard for it and you got not expected result, but still you are happy and content. The same way it works for life. You give you 100%, it comes back to you. Amazing. I mean, thank you so much for coming on and sharing that story. I think that, I mean, it can certainly resonate to that from, from my side, mate. Rob, I'm sure you're, you're nodding your head as well. And Definitely, I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of other runners, all runners out there will understand what it's like to get your shoes on, go for a run and, and sit and sure, think cool. minutes before you do. Thank you so much. I mean, that was a, a really, really strong story and all the best for your future running. Thank you so much, guys. It was great, great talking to you guys. Thank you so much. Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. Thank you.
don't stress, Rob Jones. I can't do it. I can't. I've been trying to write it down. I can't get it. I can't get it. Shortened version you just said is uh, relax. 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 But I can remember that one. That is a. It's very interesting, isn't it? I think we, I mean, you and I hear these stories a lot. Mm. I think they're very important for other runners to hear, especially when they're starting out. But I mean, a single modality of sport has changed a means life. Not just, yeah, so it changes physical health, changes mental health, it's changed his work, it's changed his, what he's doing in his extracurricular time. So now he's got all this inspiration to write, um, you know, he's more productive he's sleeping better he's eating better and it's then not only that now but he's telling his friends so it's going to hopefully mm. impact some of their lives as well just from running and he's coming up with tongue twisters <laughs> i still can't get it i mean yeah incredible incredible story along with john's story mate there's two such good examples there of why you should run and like what an example you don't have to do it fast Mm-mm. Just go out and run, and the goal should be just to spend time with yourself. I love that. I thought that was absolute gold from him. Just yeah. go and spend time with yourself. Not enough people do that these days, or they do, but they're they're focusing their energy in the wrong places. So they're spending time with themselves, just zoning out to friends on Netflix or well, those those kid Kardashian people. <laughs> Them, whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch it, obviously. But yes, they're, they're focusing their energy in the wrong place when they could be going out and doing something that's uh, much better for them. Exactly. What a way to finish today's show. We'll be back next week. We have another Meet the Coach. Another new Ooh. coach is on board. Oh. And you will meet her next week. Oh. Thanks for Another listening, guys. Bye-bye.